Hello and welcome to eBible Fellowship's Evening Bible Studies with your speaker, Chris McCann. If you'd like more information or to hear more studies, visit our website at www.ebiblefellowship.com. And now, with your evening Bible study, here's Chris McCann. Good evening, everyone, and welcome to eBible Fellowship's Bible Study in the Book of Genesis. Tonight is study number 32 of Genesis chapter 3, and we're continuing to look at verses 22 through 24. And Jehovah God said, Behold, the man is become as one of us to know good and evil. And now, lest he put forth his hand and take also of the tree of life and eat and live forever. Therefore, Jehovah God sent him forth from the garden of Eden to till the ground from whence he was taken. So he drove out the man, and he placed at the east of the garden of Eden cherubims and a flaming sword, which turned every way to keep the way of the tree of life. Well, in our last study, we were looking a little more carefully at the tree of life and God's protection around it uh, back in verse 22. In this study, we're moving on to verse 23, and uh, we're, we're going to see, I think, another gospel picture. I'll read verse 23 again. Therefore, Jehovah God sent him, that would be Adam, forth from the Garden of Eden to till the ground from whence he was taken. And as we've uh, noted repeatedly, Adam is a figure of him that was the come, and that is Jesus. And the Garden of Eden was a figure or a representation of the kingdom of God on earth. Uh, remember when we, we talked about that long ago where we saw that the whole world was perfect. What need was there of a garden uh, in a perfect creation? But God placed the Garden of Eden there in order to signify or to represent his kingdom and it would later represent what later entities like Israel and like the New Testament church would represent. They, they would, in their time, be God's representatives to the nations of the world. And the Garden of Eden, in its time, was that place of representation. Well, in verse 23, Jehovah God sent him forth from the Garden of Eden, and that is Adam. And and the word sent, the word sent is a word that relates to God's gospel program. In Isaiah 61, it says in verse 1, The Spirit of the Lord Jehovah is upon me, because Jehovah hath anointed me, to preach good tidings unto the meek. He has sent me to bind up the brokenhearted, to proclaim liberty to the captives and the opening of the prison to them that are bound. God has sent the gospel into the world throughout history. And, and this word sent uh, is the same word that is being used concerning Adam being sent forth from the Garden of Eden. 
just as God sent forth the gospel from the corporate church, which was the outward representation of God's kingdom during the church age. So, God is sending forth Adam, a figure of Christ, to till the ground from whence he was taken. And we'll, we'll talk about that in uh, a little bit. In Isaiah 52, it says in verse 7, How beautiful upon the mountains are the feet of him that bringeth good tidings, that publisheth peace, that bringeth good tidings of good, that publisheth salvation, that saith unto Zion, Thy God reigneth. And here um, God is speaking of Christ. How beautiful are the feet of him. It's singular, referring to Jesus himself. In the New Testament, it says in Romans chapter 10, 14 and 15, How then shall they call on him in whom they have not believed? And how shall they believe in him of whom they have not heard? And how shall they hear without a preacher? And how shall they preach except they be sent? As it is written, How beautiful are the feet of them that preach the gospel of peace and bring glad tidings of good things. Now, this is a similar verse. It's quoting from that verse we just read in Isaiah 52, 7. But God changed it here to say how beautiful are the feet of them rather than how beautiful are the feet of him because it's one and the same. The believers, the true believers that carry the gospel into the world in the day of salvation that publish peace and message of salvation are the body of Christ. And as we go forth, Christ went forth. He he is the one that redeemed us and moved within us to do and will of his good pleasure to accomplish these things. He gets the glory. And, and so it is his beautiful feet. Yet the actual legwork is done by the elect, the whole company of the elect, as they carry the message of God. And, and, and so the, the word sent is that word that Isaiah 61 1 used and, and it does relate to the sending forth of the gospel. But what about the rest of the verse in Genesis 3.23, Therefore Jehovah God sent him forth from the garden of Eden to till the ground from whence he was taken. We saw earlier when we were looking at the task that God had given Adam uh, back in Genesis 2. It says in verse 5, And every plant of the field, before it was in the earth, and every herb of the field, before it grew. For Jehovah God had not caused it to rain upon the earth, and there was not a man to till the ground. And then God then creates the man, and it says in verse 15, And Jehovah God took the man and put him into the Garden of Eden to dress it. The word dress is the same word till. It's Strong's number 5647 to dress it and to keep it. 
and we saw that this tilling of the ground, it, it really painted the picture of the gospel because you, you prepare the ground, you sow the seed, you water it, and the fruit develops, and, and that's, uh, much of the language of God's gospel program as he speaks of the seasons of rain and fruit and, and, uh, and so forth, uh, the first fruits and, and the final harvest that God uses that kind of language. And so for Adam to be sent from the Garden of Eden to till the ground from whence he was taken is a figure of going forth with the gospel and and working the ground which would be the hearts of men in the world. Now the word till, this word again that's um, uh, 5647 in the Hebrew is also translated as serve or served. Uh, if we go to Genesis 29 verse 20 it says in Jacob served seven years for Rachel and they seemed unto him but a few days for the love he had to her. That is that Jacob worked for Laban. He did service and as a kind of payment he would get Laban's daughter Rachel to wife. Well Laban deceived him and and gave him his eldest daughter Leah at first, but then he had Jacob work seven more years um, for Rachel. It says in Hosea chapter twelve, in Hosea twelve and in verse twelve, and Jacob fled into the country of Syria, and Israel that's um the same it's a it's a name of Jacob and Israel served for a wife and for a wife he kept sheep so so Jacob served for a wife god says and that was the reason um that he worked for a wife and and he did what Laban wanted him to do in keeping his flocks but the word served in both of these verses is the word translated as till, till the ground. And it's actually translated as serve more often than it is till. It it wouldn't make sense, although spiritually it does, for these verses to say that Jacob tilled for a wife or or that Jacob um, tilled in work for Laban for a wife. But actually spiritually it does. If we go to Zechariah, Zechariah chapter 13, we'll find a verse that confirms the spiritual picture we've been looking at in Genesis 3 verse 23, that Adam being sent forth to till the ground is actually a reference to Christ going forth as, as the sower to sow his seed. It, to to do gospel work. Uh, how beautiful are the feet of him that publishes good news. And the verses in Zechariah 13, we'll read verses 5 and 6. It says, But he shall say, I am no prophet, I am a husbandman. 
For man taught me to keep cattle from my youth. And one shall say unto him, What are these wounds in thine hands? Then he shall answer, Those with which I was wounded in the house of my friends. Well, we can tell from verse 6, this is a messianic reference. It's obvious that the wounds in the hands would relate to Christ when he was nailed to the tree, nailed to the cross. They put nails through his hands, and and he received wounds. The, the word wounds there is a word that means stripes or plagues. So it has to do with wrath, the wrath of God. These are the stripes, or what are these stripes or plagues in your hands? Those with which I was wounded, that word wounded means smitten or killed. I was killed in the house of my friends. And of course, that would be national Israel, uh, who should have been like Abraham, the friend of God, as Christ was God, but they were not his friends. They were his enemies, and they turned him over to the Romans and insisted he be crucified, insisted that nails be driven into his hands. So the wounds in his hands were wounds he received in the house of his friends. And and that means there's no doubt that this is referring to Jesus. And so is the previous verse, verse 5. But he shall say, I am no prophet. I am a husbandman, for man taught me to keep cattle from my youth. Well, how does this relate to to tilling the ground? It, it relates because the word husbandman is the same word as till or tiller. It, it It's translated husbandman, but literally, and uh, this is how J. Green's interlinear Bible reads. When you look at the Hebrew for Zechariah 13, verse 5, it, it reads this way. I am a man, I am a tiller of the ground. The, not only the word tiller, but the word ground, the same Hebrew word, uh, Strong's 127, that's in our verse in Genesis 3:23. Therefore Jehovah God sent him forth from the Garden of Eden to till the ground, the, the same Hebrew word ground, 127, from whence he was taken. And and so in this messianic statement, the declaration is, I am no prophet, I am a man, I am a tiller of the ground. That that's what husbandman really means. The the, the word husbandman is a translation of these Hebrew words that should have been translated tiller of the ground. Man, tiller of the ground. And and man reminds us of Adam. Adam sent forth out of the Garden of Eden to be a tiller of the ground. The um, Hebrew uh, underlying the, the translation, the English translation of husbandman uh, being a tiller of the ground made me curious concerning the New Testament references to husbandmen. Because in the New Testament, we read, for instance, in John 15, 
in John 15 and verse 1, this, I am the true vine, and my Father is the husbandman. Or, we read in James chapter 5, verse 7, Be patient, therefore, brethren, unto the coming of the Lord. Behold, the husbandman waiteth for the precious fruit of the earth, and has long patience for it, until he receive the early and latter rain. And there's another reference, the the same Greek word, which is um, 1092 in uh, Strong's Concordance, is in, I think, 2 Timothy. But but these references in John 15.1 and James 5.7 are referring to God himself as the husbandman, just as Zechariah 13.5, uh, I am a husbandman, I'm, not, I'm no prophet, I'm a husbandman, and their husbandman means a tiller of the ground, a man tiller of the ground. And so I, I, I was curious, what does the Greek word translated as husbandman mean? Well, the Greek word, again, 1092, would be pronounced um, georges or or something like that. I don't try to make you think I know how to pronounce the Greek. I don't, uh, but it, I can be close to it. But that's what it's similar to, similar sounding. And 1092 is from 1093 in Strong's Concordance, which is gay. Gay. G and a, and a strong E sound, um, which is the word for earth and ground, earth and ground. And it would be the equivalent of the Greek equivalent word for the Hebrew word that's translated as ground or earth in the verses we were looking at in Genesis 3.23 or in Zechariah 13.5, that Hebrew word that's 127. So this um, this Greek word comes from 1093, um, but it's a compound word, husbandman. It's a compound word, uh, first from 1093, gay, which means ground, and from 2041, ergos, ergos. And ergos is the word for work or labor. Uh, Jacob served Seven years for a wife. He worked for a wife. That's what the word tiller means. To serve, to work. It's actually translated as labor. Uh, uh, once at least. The, the Hebrew word um, translated as tiller is translated as labor. And, and it has that idea. So husbandman in the Greek means work the ground. Work the ground or work the earth. And, and that's exactly what to till is saying. It, it is to work the earth. Uh, and, and so God the Father likens himself to a husbandman. I am the vine. My father is the husbandman. He is the worker of the ground. It is his salvation program. It, it is his gospel program that that likens itself to sowing seed in the ground. And, and the ground is the hearts of men. 
There's stony ground or rocky ground or some good ground that God has made good and so forth. This is how the the gospel has been presented in many places throughout the Bible. All right. Well, we I think we can see the the clear spiritual picture in Genesis three twenty three when Jehovah God sent Adam forth from the Garden of Eden to till the ground, to uh, prepare the ground. It's a picture of God's salvation program. Thanks for joining us for eBible Fellowship's Evening Bible Studies. You can hear these studies Monday through Friday over PalTalk, Skype, eBible Fellowship's webcast audio, or over your phone. For more information or to hear other studies, visit www.ebiblefellowship.com. Until our next study, may the Lord's perfect will be done.